This is the Good Things Guy podcast with myself, Brendan DeCube, South Africa's very own Good Things Guy. I'm on a mission to change what the world pays attention to. I truly believe that there's good news all around us, and I spend my time hunting down and reporting on the best good news stories from South Africa and the world. In the Good Things Guy podcast, you'll meet these everyday heroes and hear their incredible stories. James DeVillius, a journalist at Business Insider, has created an Instagram video series where he shoots one-minute videos with inspirational South Africans. James has joined me in studio today to discuss his series and also what inspires him about South Africa. James, welcome to the Good Things Guy Jackpot. It is so good to be here. It's cool to have you in studio. We're going to get into the series in a little bit, but just from the listener's point of view, Business Insider, what do you do there? Uh, so I'm a journalist. I create content every single day, about three to four stories every single day. We try to do a lot of the same that you do, a bit of a positive spin on South African news. Uh, we've got our sister publication, News24, that does all the hard news and crime. The, the hectic stuff. Mandy Wiener and I are actually really, really good friends. I've had her on the show before and uh, we've spoken about if it bleeds it leads like mm. the news is hectic mm. yeah so we try to do exact opposite so if it bleeds we're not going to touch it um, so yeah obviously with the financial angle so we're going to try to get a big number every figure in there um, but anything that the rest of South Africa is probably the rest of South African media is ignoring we, we're going to try to touch and also we try to deliver a service to our consumers so if someone needs to know where the best rewards program in South Africa is we're the people to ask yeah well I know you and I know you well and I see you all over my social media so you guys are doing a great job oh, cool thanks so much tell me about this instagram series what where did it come from so I became a journalist because I wanted to, I believe that it was a platform to bring people together. Um, I have a really strong belief that we have a divided world and my calling is to build a bridge between different people. So I was quite frustrated within journalism and within Business Insider of where can I actually do that? Where can I tell people stories with trying to find the heart of something, not just to touch the what they did badly or what they did wrong. It was a long process. I did like a podcast series and I did a video series and nothing really seemed to to fit, nothing seems to work. And then I started doing these one-minute interviews about two months ago, and it just seems that people are responding to them quite positively. I think people like the fact that it's short, it's sweet, and I edit it in such a way that the core heart message is in the video, so people really respond to it very well. What is one of the most inspirational people that you've had over the last couple of months? I think one of the coolest people that I that I interviewed was a guy. Um, he's a restaurant manager in Cape Town, and he I'm, I was doing work in the restaurant I was busy replying to emails and he came up to me and we had this conversation and I learned that he's Zimbabwe and he's a model and he started working when he was 16 and he didn't really have a degree and now he's the restaurant manager of one of the most up-and-coming restaurants and I think that was just such, such a cool moment to realize like these stories are all around us like these incredible people all around us and we just ignore them or we just never take the minute to ask someone behind the cashier what's your story and I think that's why it probably would still be one of my highlights I was speaking to to a friend this morning um, who called me he's got some idea and he wants to do good and blah 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 blah. and, and we were sort of having a fat chat and he said he just he feels like there's not that much good stuff happening in the country and I had to sh- shake him over the phone and just remind him that the way we see the world is through our own perspective right so what you're saying now a simple interaction with another human was very inspirational to you because there are so many inspiring stories happening around us all the time I feel like South Africa could be in what I'm going to call an election hangover where we all were so hyped up about whatever our 
wants and, and needs were. And now we're sitting in a space where we're trying to recover and, and sort of pick up the pieces and see where we go from here. And it's a little bit difficult. It's a little bit tricky. I think as South Africans, we need to be a little bit more positive and understand that there are good people around us all the time. Yeah, I think it's also a matter of who you surround yourself with and the type of input you get. So I take Instagram, for example. I used to go on Instagram and get so depressed. I would go on that search function and it just... It's horrible. Yeah, it would be like six packs and beautiful people and I would just be like, why is my life always pale in comparison? And then one day I just decided, okay, this is enough. I can't go on like this anymore. And I went through all the people I follow and just unfollowed every single person that made me feel shallow and insecure. And now it's like a positive place for me. Like now I like to go on Instagram because I feel inspired after I leave. And I think the same is true for the way we consume news, the way we consume Twitter. Like Twitter is an awful place to be on most of the time. <laughs> but you just unfollow, you block those accounts and then it, like you improve your experience. A hundred percent. We've got that power. We, we've got the decision to make. I think, I mean, you touch on it now, but the algorithms are a huge part of how we interact on social media. So here's a crazy fact. If you... Um, I'm going to give the best example I can. If you love cats and you interact with cat videos and you like cat pictures, Facebook or Twitter or Instagram will show you more of that. So you'll you'll suddenly start seeing more cat pictures and cat videos and the funny cat things where cat fails and you'll see more of it. And it goes the same for negative news. So if you interact with something I'm trying to think of an example. Laptops that explode on you. Uh, if you start interacting with that, you'll see more of it. Mm. And that's exactly what you're saying now. You curate your own experience on social media. And I, th- I think it's so important to be mentally, it's almost self-care mm. to create a more positive experience on social media. Yeah, and I also just want to mention, I think people need to realize that news is always going to be a negative reflection of society. Like, go to any country in this world today where they have a free media, and it's going to look like that place is burning down and falling apart. News inherently reports on the bad things, and it takes a conscious effort for people within media to have that good news story. And, and you can speak to my colleagues at News24, they tell you that a good news story really gets read it gets suffocated within this environment of politics. So people need to really go and educate themselves and like saying, like, no, today I will consume something that fills me up and improves my experience. Tell me, working in the space that you do, is South Africa falling over? No, definitely not. Should we all be concerned? Should we be packing our bags? No, there was a ridiculous survey that came out, I think it was yesterday or the day before, that said 42% of professionals want to leave the country. And I was like, that's ridiculous. Why would you leave the country now? Like, we are on the brink of the most amazing revolution of opportunity. I think it's the most exciting time to be South African. And if you were watching the National Assembly where President Ramaphosa was sworn in, I was so proud to be South African with everybody joining in in song, people, opposition parties congratulating him and also him himself saying that I want to work with you. You're not my enemy. We're all here to improve South Africa. So I definitely think it's a great environment to be in right now. I think he said his words were, I'm a president for every South African, which is so important. And I, I do feel that there's this positive vibe on the cusp of a revolution there's there's good things happening in our country and i think uh, over the next four years while cyril's at the head of this revolution i think there's going to be good things that happen in our country i really do feel that way I definitely agree. And, but I do think, and I, you mentioned it earlier, South Africa is definitely tired. We hang over from 10 years of negative news, of fights, of we just feel like it's enough. Like we're tired. We want a holiday from being like, yeah, I, I get it. I get people are tired. Economic is difficult. Petrol prices are going up. Everything is. But I do think that there's slowly but surely there's a change happening and people are smiling again. And there's an attitude. There's a lifting of the spirit. But it will take time. It's not going to be an overnight 
to come, words like that to come from a journalist that just makes everything feel better. It's it's all going to be okay, South Africa. It's all going to be. Okay. I think it's going to be great. Tell me just quickly the last inspirational video you did on Instagram was the Haven Night Shelter, who I absolutely love. I, they are one of the best organizations that I've come across in my time of, of doing good things, Guy. Give our readers just a little bit of a brief of what they do, how they do, and, and what they're about. So Haven Night Shelter is one of the most incredible NGOs in Cape Town. They run about 16 night shelters all across the Cape. They don't reject anybody. You can rock up at the door, but they do have a program where someone has to stay there for three months and commit to a getting a work, getting a job, getting a career. What I think makes the Haven Night Shelter different is the fact that they understand that the large part of homelessness is not being homeless, but actually the rejection that people experience. And a lot of people today that are homeless have been rejected by their families. And if you're going to reject that person further on the street or in, at the homeless, it's just going to reinforce that idea that they don't belong. So I think that's very incredible. And then they also have the scheme where they don't keep anything. If they've got too much, they give it away. So if they've got too much food, too much clothes, too much money, they'll give it to an NGO in need and make sure that other people are helped in that, in that regard. The CEO of Haven, Nashalt, he's probably one of my role models, Hassan Khan. He is one of the first people to move back to District 6 after the fall of apartheid. And he's just got the most amazing insights into South Africa and into what needs to be done to, to reconcile this country. And if you have a minute, please just go knock on his door and go ask him his experience. Why, the, the reason why I know about them and, and where I heard about them is when they brought out those little coupon books. It's like a voucher book. And unfortunately, it's only for Cape Town. It doesn't work in Johannesburg because they don't have um, shelters in Johannesburg yet is the word that we put there. But you could buy this coupon voucher book. And if you see someone who looks homeless or looks like they're in need, you can literally give them a voucher that you've paid for for them to have a night in the shelter, which I thought was a lovely idea. Um, instead of handing over money, sometimes you wonder, like, is someone going to use it on drugs or alcohol? Here you have this um, opportunity to give someone a, a home. And like you said, if they get to the shelter, they run that program where they want to bring you in for one night, but stay for three months and let's get you back on your feet and, and integrate it back into society. So I, after I heard about the program, I was also very, very excited. And I thought it's ridiculous that the program isn't centralized. Why don't we have a centralized system where everybody can buy a coupon and then that money gets distributed to all NGOs within a city or within a region? And um, I actually emailed the city of Cape Town about it and they didn't respond to my <laughs> petty email. But I, I do think there's an opportunity there. Um, people want to give. I think South Africans want to give. South Africans do care. We're not. Well, most of the time, we're not selfish people, but we're concerned that if we help, is it going to contribute or is it going to worsen things? And I think that the solution needs to be found in that. Well, how, how do you finish an elephant is the, the perfect example. Mm. One bite at a time. And the only way we're going to make a difference in South Africa is just those small changes um, that will bring us all together. What I really enjoyed about Hassan, and I want to reiterate this again, um, he's the CEO of Haven, is he said, yes, give money. Money is good. But the most important thing is actually having a conversation with the person next to the street. Don't just shove them away. Don't just chase them away because they are someone that has been rejected by society. And what you're doing is you're just reinforcing that rejection. And I think today in the world where we have social media and Facebook and every single thing in this world wants your attention, the best thing you can give someone is your time. I love that. And it's a call to action. If you're listening to this right now, uh, give someone your time. It'll make a huge difference. If people want to follow you, if they want to see the inspirational videos, where do they go? 
So it's M-R-P-E-J-A-M-E-S, Mr. Pajames. Mr. So, Pajames. <laughs> so my editor always jokes with me that you have to change this, James. It can't continue. But I feel like it's part of my brand now. I can't. I have to commit to it. So it's M-R-P-E-J-A-M-E-S. So M-R-James. And um, the Pajames bit comes from, um, I was, sorry, I'm going off a tangent now. I love this. Was, <laughs> Let's go there. <laughs> I was in grade eight and we had to make a, uh, like a nickname for the first day of school and I didn't have a nickname so I was like okay what can I do pajamas I'll make pajamas pajamas sounds like a good name so I made the nice board it was colorful it had blue there was a nice like string and it was perfect and um, I walked around everybody was laughing at me and I had no idea why people were laughing at me because this is clearly the most superior board that anybody had ever made <laughs> And then um, someone said to me, what, what, like, what, what did you write there? And I was like, no, pajamas. Like, clearly it says pajamas. And they were like, no, no, you made a spelling mistake. It says pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> and then since then, it's just part of my humanity. It's stuck. Um, so it's Mr. P. James on, uh, on Instagram if you want to, want to follow the inspirational stories. Uh, we're going to close off this interview and we're going to do an inspirational video. Yeah, please do. I love your time and I love who you are. This is it. Uh, thanks for joining the Good Things Guy Jackpot. I'm Brent Lindekew, South Africa's very own Good Things Guy, and you've been listening to Good Things Guy, a Jackpod podcast. For more episodes or to subscribe, rate, or review my podcast, go to iTunes, Iona FM, or Google Podcasts. Be kinder than necessary to yourself and each other. Thanks, and only good things.